everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Space Social Podcast. Today, I am joined by my favorite copywriter, Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited for this episode, too, especially since this is the first guest episode of season three. And we've been planning this episode for months, but also kind of since you were on last year. Yes, last time we talked a little bit about AI. And since then, I think the conversation around AI has blown up a lot. And I'm really excited to talk about our updated thoughts and go a little bit deeper into it. Yeah, me too. Also, can you just do a brief intro of who you are and what you do before we get into the episode? Absolutely. So I'm Maddie, as Jordan mentioned, I am a copywriter and brand messaging strategist. And I specifically focus on eth- ethical copyright copywriting, uh, inclusive copywriting, and just ensuring that everyone feels good and feels connected with copy because I feel like sometimes in the industry, it's really hard to do that. Yep, it is. It's like hard sometimes to, you know, I was watching a TikTok this morning and someone was like, I'm so tired of like everyone being like, you got to have a 10K month and you got to like, it just seems like that it's so that's so tired and people want real words that they connect to. And that's where you come in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we've kind of talked about this um, on a personal level in the last year or so about how we're kind of tired of feeling like we're not being marketed to in a very human way. We're really just feeling like, you know, we're being marketed to, we're being influenced to buy all of these things. And I don't know if you're on the de-influencing side on TikTok, but I am. And so, yeah. And so I am actually loving that. And I think it truly just speaks to people are tired of being marketed to whether it's a brand or whether it's an influencer, people genuinely want to buy products or services that are actually going to improve their life not just someone who was sponsored or a brand yep. who has their their better interests we're really interested in buying from brands that actually get us and seem more human than you know just like a faceless capitalist brand right right fuck capitalists <laughs> <laughs> And I'm leaving that in the podcast. Um, So I want to start moving into this AI conversation. I feel like starting with being like, we are so tired of not seeing human first marketing and, you know, human first copy. And then we have AI, which is like, which stands for artificial intelligence, just in case, you know, maybe you don't know that, which is totally fine. Um, So it's like opposite of human. And it's infiltrated our industry and we're going to talk about it today. And we're really excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this. Again, I think that this is a conversation that a lot of people are having. But I think the one thing that's being left out in the conversation, and we talked about this last time I was on the podcast, is that a lot of people are just saying, especially people who are service providers, like copywriters, your social media manager, or like a web designer, they're saying that AI, like don't use it under any circumstances. And I think it's kind of problematic because obviously it will never replace what we do. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, I think to say like, don't use this new technology at all um, is kind of problematic in a way. And I am excited to talk a little bit about how people can actually use it in their businesses in a way that is ethical and effective for them. Right. Yeah. So I I think we want to talk about how you can use it, maybe our opinions about it, where we see it going in a few years, 
Um, so let's go ahead and start. So how can you use AI in your business? Do you, do one, you use AI in your business? Yeah. One of the things I love about AI is that I feel like it's almost leveled the playing field in a way, not oh, entirely, yeah. um, but I think it makes making content and writing more accessible for people who can't necessarily hire a copywriter or a social media manager. Sure. I don't think that it will ever replace a copywriter or a social media manager or any other service-based um, industry. But I think it's a great starting point for idea generation. And I know you've talked about this in the context of blog posts. Um, yeah. 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 I would love to talk about how I use AI in my yeah. business. So I've been using Copy AI for about a year and I use it for blogs. Um, I don't use it for every single blog, but I do use it for some of my blogs. And so basically with the AI, you know, you can put in a few words and it'll bring up a, a blog for you. But I also feel like it's so bare bones. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I wonder if AI will become more obviously intelligent in like 10 mm -hmm. years or so. But for right now, it just feels like bare bones. Like I don't feel like I could send that blog to my client and be like, here's your blog. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Yeah. And I feel like there are ethical lines to draw Ooh, with that as well. Yes. Like, we've talked about this too. I feel like we, <laughs> we yeah. literally have been preparing this for months. Yeah. Um, so know that this episode is like very well thought out and researched, but yeah, right. I think that. Oh yeah, sorry, no, I, you go. Ahead. You finish okay. your thought. <laughs> I think that if you're going to use AI in your business in any capacity for your clients, I think you would need to have that in your contract and know that your clients are like a hundred percent okay with that, and that it's completely transparent that you're doing that. Because if yeah. not, and potentially there's some plagiarism, or Ooh, um, we'll yeah. talk about this a little bit later, I think too. But yeah. if they're blog posts aren't ranking in SEO, um, they might have some questions for you. It might be a little bit suspect. Right. You know, and I feel like I want to jump into this, like this thought right now. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that a lot of service-based providers just feel nervous that AI is going to take their job. And like, mm -hmm. I think, I think let's talk about it. Like, let's have a really on honest conversation about our jobs. So I've said this on the podcast before, but I want everyone who's listening to understand that like you have pivoted and every single time you've had to pivot in your life thus far, at least semi-successfully because you're here listening to this. Mm -hmm. And like, this is not an exception. If AI completely takes our jobs, you are going to be able to figure out how to pivot and like use your skills in another way to make income. I'm mm -hmm. very confident of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. And I... Oh, sorry. No, no you go ahead. Well, I just, I just see like the ma the main conversation is like we're gonna lose our jobs and like mm -hmm. yeah, like maybe some of us are going to. I like I don't know. Who knows what this is gonna be in fifteen years? But for mm -hmm. right now, what I do know is my clients pay me because they they value my creativity. They mm -hmm. know that I'm a thought leader and a thought creator. They know I make them look really good. And frankly, like Maddie, they don't have the time to do what I do. They're mm -hmm. They're six and seven figure business owners, you know, maybe some are a little less, which is not even like, I'm not shaming any sort of size of business, but these are business owners who feel like they, they just don't have time and that's why they hire me. So I, with AI, I still am like, I don't see my clients like taking the time to eat 
this into AI. Like they, they're paying for their time right now. That's exactly it. They're paying for your expertise. And I actually recently had this come up with a client that I've worked with for a while. And so um, they were looking to add some products to their website and they discovered that Shopify actually offers an AI product description writing bit on the Shopify platform now. And so she mentioned that she was interested in having AI write some of her product descriptions because then it would allow me to save some time and have her focus on other projects. And so I said, you know what, that's fine. If you want to prioritize that and you would rather get them up faster, that's completely fine. And what we can do, um, I was completely transparent with her. I just said, you know what we can do if you want to get those up now, we can edit them down the road and make sure we're putting keywords in and revising it for SEO purposes because the way that it's going to pop out now with AI is probably not the way that we want it to stay. Um, but I also want to give that client agency to yes. hire me for the things that are important. I know they love outsourcing their blog to me and some of their uh, content like captions and other things like that. And so if that's somewhere where they want to save some time and then they want to have me revise it later, that's fine. Um but it's not something I'm going to put my name on because yes. that would be so problematic in so many ways. So, right. Yeah. Right. I enjoy that. I really appreciate that you said they can have their agency because mm-hmm. it's true. We can give people all of the options and like they can make their decision. But mm-hmm. I also, it's like you said, like when you were saying that the only thing that was in my mind and like big red letters is like keywords, SEO and like, yeah. AI doesn't know that. And I think that something that scares me about AI, and I know it scares you because we are always working to be ethical mm-hmm. marketers, is um, plagiarism. Like AI is not making up thoughts. It's not combining in new things. It's taking things that are already on the internet and mm-hmm. putting it together in maybe a similar or maybe too close to similar way that you could be accused of plagiarism. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I my client's integrity is so important to me. Like I always want I, I never want to be the reason they their business their business's integrity is questioned. Mm-hmm. And I think that plagiarism is a huge ethical violation. Yes. And AI can maybe do that. And I think that that's a little nerve wracking for people who value integrity in their businesses. It is super nerve wracking. And I think those are kind of the two things that are always on my mind with AI is number one, the integrity and the the ethical aspect, because it's artificial intelligence, right? Its job is not to be ethical and to right, make, sure, right. make sure that everything is correct, <laughs> right? Like that's that's not their that's not its job. Its job is to create content for you. It doesn't care if it's, you know, making the most plagiarized incorrect content. Its job right. is literally just to make content for you. Right. Just like quickly that like that's the and that's the difference between yeah, you know what? Let's talk about the difference between AI and a service-based provider. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a service-based provider has ethics you know they have critical thinking skills whereas AI doesn't and obviously like I am not knocking AI I told everyone I've been using it for a year but I think that like you said you have to be conscious that you are using it in an ethical way like that Mm -hmm. is so important (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think yeah one of the other things I always think about with 
AI is you probably have this too in your business. If clients are not quite sure about something or if they are looking to, you know, change their brand voice a little or the content's just not quite perfect for them, we'll go in and we'll refine that for them and we'll edit it and we'll make sure that it is absolutely 100% perfect. But with AI, you can only change the words you're putting in so many times. Like if you put in words to it and it pops out words, it's only, you can't really refine it, right? You can refine it yourself, but it can't refine it to match exactly what you want. You're kind of just stuck with it unless you're going to go in and take the time to manually fix it yourself. Right. Like I'm thinking of when you sent me, so I've like, obviously I've hired Maddie before (laughs) to help with my (laughs) copy. And I'm thinking of the feeling, just even the feeling Maddie, how I felt when you sent over my copy versus how I feel when I click, yes, go ahead, make this content for me on AI. It's like night and day difference, how I Mm -hmm. connect to the content and feel when I am consuming the content. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that is a very good testimonial. So thank you. Yeah, Um, of course. (laughs) No, it's true. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. That's okay. I feel feel we're genuinely just so excited to have this conversation. And we have so many ideas that we keep. I bet everyone can feel it, you know, like, (laughs) which I hope that they can. Like, this is something we're passionate about. And also, I feel like the average Joe just doesn't have time to care to look this up. Mm -hmm. And like, let us be that resource for you. Yeah, I forget what I was going to say before, but one of the other things I know that we really wanted to talk about is brand voice, because I think that shows up in whatever content you're creating. And I know copy AI has different like preset tones, like you can choose friendly or professional or casual. But for me, my brand voice does not fit that like in the slightest. Like if you have never seen my content, if we've never met before, I use so many emojis and I love using like extra letters where they shouldn't be. And I love using so many exclamation marks, but AI can't do that. Like, right. It, it genuinely just could not. Like even if I tried to make it do that, like it just physically could not. Right. Right. And it just like, I don't know. It's, it's so hard. Cause I feel like you know, obviously here I am going into the capitalism, but Mm -hmm. everyone's goal in capitalism is to save time. And at at what point is it like, where can we, where do we, where are we asking ourselves if we should do something versus if we can, like, obviously we can save time, Mm -hmm. but should we be saving time? Because now you're potentially not connecting to your audience because I'm an AI versus maybe if you took 10, 15 more minutes to, I don't know, refine that caption by yourself, you would maybe connect to a potential client. Yeah. And I think we both have the experience that people want to work with us because they know who we are. They know our brand voice. And I feel like we both get a lot of compliments on how real we are to ourselves and how it comes through in like every single part of our business and what we do. And that just wouldn't happen if AI wrote my stuff because I wouldn't have the million emojis and exclamation marks. It sounds so like small, but I promise you people notice, people notice your brand voice and they notice how you're showing up and how you're connecting with them. And if something's off, people can tell, like people have a bullshit radar. Like they can, they know. I love talking about the bullshit radar. (laughs) Talk about, 
yeah people have that and you know what um just like a like a little warning to everyone everyone's bullshit radar has increased Mm-hmm. significantly in the last mm-hmm. two three years which is funny because that's when ai has become you know cute <laughs> um so another thing i would love to talk about is chat gdp chat chat mm-hmm. am i saying that right it's i don't even know it's chat so, cpt that's what I it think is that's it yeah my bad so the reason i want to talk about this is because so I feel like copy AI is kind of like more for, you know, copywriters and then chat mm-hmm. GB- GPT is more like social media. And mm-hmm. I, so recently there was a chat GPT conference here in Vegas. I just went to it virtually, but mm-hmm. it was just, um, it's really interesting when you put in the content, you know, it's kind of bringing us back to our original thought. So many people are like, this is going to replace content strategy. And it's like, okay, so you're going to have the same content strategy as your competitor, potentially. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly I, it. That's it's exactly just like it. so ridiculous to me that so many people are like, we're going to use this this like AI content strategy of like what this please is not personalized not. to your please do not do that <laughs> right like please yes like your audience wants to connect and like I like I've seen what it spits out and I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. bad right like I'm not saying it's bad I'm just saying it's not personalized and mm-hmm. like I would never use that strategy for any of my clients like could mm-hmm. never be <laughs> yeah And I feel like, especially with the work that we do, I feel like strategy is kind of always evolving and changing. Like for every business, I have a client who's, uh, I write captions for her. So her strategy for her content just changed. And so we rolled with it and we shifted what she's posting about. And every month we have a meeting and we talk about what she's trying to achieve that month. Like, is she trying to get more people on her email list? Is she trying to book more services or sell a specific product. And I think, I think a lot of people just assume that like caption writing and writing for social media is just writing words and they don't necessarily see the strategy that goes into it. Right. Um, like, the content pillar, like the years of yes. experience, your personal experiences, like your brand story, like mm-hmm. AI cannot take these things into account like no. a human. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, I, you know what, as you're talking about, like, switching up your content, I also do the same thing. I have a meeting at least monthly where we discuss, Mm -hmm. where I discuss with my clients, like, what worked that month, what we're going to keep doing. Also, maybe where we're going to switch up some strategy a little bit. Um, Like, what's AI going to offer to that strategy? (laughs) Not, like, especially if you're trying to change it, as you mentioned, right? Like, it it can't evolve with you it's just kind of gonna stay one note for however long right right so okay you know what I know where I was gonna go with that thought I like lost it for a quick second (laughs) I have a so last week I had a client who it was the decade anniversary of her brand story experience and we it was it was a really good week oh my god um but we scrapped the whole week we made the whole week centered around her brand story experience. And literally Mm -hmm. she had a video on Facebook, just like a cross post went viral, like over a million views and she's getting like client inquiries. But like, that was also very strategic. Like 
we knew that it was her anniversary. We we tailored the word and the verbiage to match her potential clients, which, you know, I'm sure that she relates to her potential clients a lot because her brand story does. But like, I just, AI could not have done that. Yeah. Like it really couldn't have. And it was, it was such a rewarding experience and like so much strategy and like, obviously 10 years of time went behind this. And that's like, it was very special and like a cool business moment and wasn't stolen by AI. (laughs) That's so good. I love that. Oh, I love that you like dedicated a whole week and like celebrated that for her because that is so important. And again, I think that talks to the connection that human service providers have with their clients. Like again, AI just, it could not. Right. You know, and I guess another point I want to make, I think the reason that it's coming up so much right now is because I think that it's available to the general public for the first time. And like, Mm -hmm. we've always heard about AI and robots and movies that we watched growing up and like, here it is. And I think that people don't understand the power or not power that artificial intelligence can have. Mm-hmm. And so there's yeah. just a lot more chats about it right now. But like, it's really something that's been around, you know, I'm telling everyone I've been using it for a year. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it didn't just, and I think chat GPT, God, I'm like done saying that actually. <laughs> um, I think that only came out in November of 2022. Yeah. But I think that the reason it popped off and like caused such a ruckus in the industry is because it was, uh, people were like, it's going to do my content strategy. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's so interesting. I've seen some TikToks about students like in schools and universities who have used it. They've been caught. Like, I feel like because people just think like, oh, AI can do this. Like they don't necessarily realize or think about, and I probably wouldn't have thought about this unless I done the research on it is that it's just pulling information from across the internet. And you don't know if that information is number one, accurate. Um, number one. Let's yeah. talk about number one. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> you, you don't know if that's true at all. Right. Like it could be from anywhere on the internet. And yeah, I just feel like people just think that it's like, oh, it's this great, easy resource. But I think as time progresses, and I think as more and more tools get introduced, I think we're going to see a lot of changes, not only in our industries, but I think in like the academic world and like yeah. in, pro- in professional industries, I'm sure that like at workplaces, people are encouraged to like use it to write emails or to write reports or to write whatever. And so I'm really interested to see in so many capacities how it evolves over the next couple of years right yeah I I agreed I'm excited even like a couple of years like 10 years down the road I think this is just the beginning um something else I said on my social media recently that I want to reiterate is I think that when there are big changes in the industry you know it sounds like we're shitting on AI right now which like (laughs) yeah we have a lot of strong opinions about AI but we're also telling you like we use it Mm -hmm. so I think that what like I think that maybe what I see the next ethics like 
because I okay let me just back this up one step so the last like few years we've seen a lot of you know you have to have a 10k month you have to have a 100k year like there's just this bro marketing that is really cringe that I feel like we're kind of over and I Mm -hmm. we're ethically over it as a society and I wonder if in the next 10 years if we'll be having a conversation about how AI affected I guess the level of I what is what am I trying to say like the level of work but not like just the quality quality yeah work we're putting out um and I wonder if that will be the next conversation is if ethically we're putting out quality work Yeah. And I think this ties into the conversations that we've had about Google and SEO. So if you're okay talking about that for a second, I would love to talk about that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Tell everyone what you sent me recently because that was insane to me. Yeah. So I did some more research because I know I talked about this last time on the podcast, but Google like updates their uh, algorithm and how they basically how they do SEO every once in a while. And so um, basically Google's job is to sort through the content on the internet. And its goal really is to show whoever's Googling something the most helpful, accurate results. Its job is not to help you rank SEO. Its job is to help people who are searching find the most helpful, uh, credible information so that they come back and like keep using Google again and again, which like we all do, that probably right. speaks to how like also, great it is. I, I just want to insert really quick that yeah. their number one goal is credibility. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you just said, they're concerned about credibility that they're going to use yes. the best. So yeah. continue. <laughs> I just want to I emphasize pull- that though. <laughs> I took a note um, about this because I really wanted to make sure that it, this was like the most accurate information. And so I pulled this right from the Google website. Um, you can find all this stuff on their website if you're like ever curious about it. Um, first, when they are um, doing the process of like setting up their SEO, like when you publish a piece of content online and they're like crawling it and getting the data that they need to rank it, they're looking at your keywords and then they're looking at the quality of your content. So they're looking for, uh, if you're an authority on the subject, they're looking for your expertise. They're looking for if your content is trustworthy, they're looking for if it's original, if it's high quality. And then they look at a few other things that's like your location and how user-friendly your website is. But it knows when you use AI. Like if you're not using original content, it it knows. Right. It knows every piece of information on the internet. Like it's, it's pretty hard to trick Google in my <laughs> opinion. Right. And so yeah, if you're writing like blogs or content for SEO purposes, but you're using AI, it's going to deprioritize those posts and you're not going to rank. So if people are searching like, I don't know, AI, like benefits of AI, and we wrote a blog post on it, but we just used AI, like no one's ever going to find it because yeah, it's going to be it's like not the bottom original. of Google. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it's super interesting how, um, it can affect SEO and how just there are so many different algorithms on the internet. I think that is so interesting. Um, and, and yeah, I think again, kind of tying back into that trustworthy element that we talked about, like Google knows all the information that like you're using, if you've like ever Googled something before. And so it, it knows that you're using AI and it's, it's not going to benefit you if you're, you're using it to write blogs to rank so that people can find you so it's kind of like 
it's just not an effective strategy because then you're writing blogs to rank with SEO, but then Google is not going to prioritize that SEO. So it's kind of pointless. Right. (laughs) And I also, I would love to add in our research, um, I think that you told me that AI um, only takes information as of right now from 2021 and before. I forgot, but yes, that is on How? the chat GPT, chat GPT yes. website. Like it's right on there. It tells you the limitations. And one of them is that it doesn't get information from after 2021 or it's like limited after 2021, which we're in 2023 right now. Yeah. And recording. <laughs> like, let's talk about how different mine and your industries are since 2021. Yes. Like, yeah. Like I literally TikTok has blown up. There's mm-hmm. Reels analytics now. There's captions mm-hmm. and stories. Like mm-hmm. I can't even believe how much social media has changed. Like, and and like you and I have had to keep up that skill set. Like it mm-hmm. is changing so rapidly, and we're always keeping up our skill set. And here on their own site, they're saying they are not keeping up their skill set. Yes. Essentially, <laughs> yes. The other day when I sent you that, I think we were talking about. Um, how it, this was about the time that uh, Meta announced that it's going through like a verification process for yeah. people, uh, which is a whole other thing on its own. But imagine if you asked Chat GPT to talk about like the benefits or like the cons of being verified on Meta platforms, it would probably try to pull up something about like Twitter and like yeah. that that even like Twitter verification completely changed in 2021. So like right. Like, things on the internet are just happening so fast that, like, if you're getting data only from 2021, like, that's, that's, or before, like, that's not, that's not helpful for you or for your audience at all. No, it's, it's not. And, like, as you're saying this, too, I just, like, in my mind, I'm thinking of what my goals for my career are, you Mm -hmm. know, and, like, the type of person I want to be and like I know this is about AI and like maybe this isn't that deep but like it is is the thing like there is this option to make everyone's life a little bit easier and like Mm -hmm. it's quick but also it's like do I want my career to be based off of an artificial intelligence or do I really want to learn these skill sets so that Mm -hmm. I can charge people more money and work with less people like you know, mm-hmm. but like that's my long-term goal. And I just feel like if the quality of my work is, you know, previous to 2021 content <laughs> strategy, like I can't charge people for that. Like ethically, I can't be like, yeah, like I'm going to charge you my normal price that I charge my social media management clients. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, I think we're not, we don't give ourselves enough credit in general as entrepreneurs to the information that we know and how much we know about our field. And so I think if we're using AI, like we're literally just copy and pasting it right into our blogs or our captions or wherever, I think that we're not giving ourselves the credit that we deserve for our knowledge and all the hard work and the time that we have put into our industries and what we know, right? Like we're not getting the chance to show off how knowledgeable we are to potential clients or to potential customers. So I think we're missing an opportunity there too, to not only connect with our target audience, but again, to show that expertise and to show how great we are at, at what we do. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you, you are so great at what you do. Like Maddie's so great. At what she does. You are um, so great at what you do. Jordan gives me tips all the time about social media and I do them and like everything is just like the best people love it. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, you know, your business and always I'm like wanting it to grow. And I don't know this whole AI thing. It's, it's just so it's fascinating to me. I hope that you know, like the people who are listening to this can be a different perspective. Um, I'm Facebook groups for marketing. And, you know, I say that this isn't like a negative thing. So I don't want it to be taken that way. But a lot of the times Facebook groups, the people who are most active are more at the beginning of their career and trying to, you know, build up and learn. And a lot of the comments in these groups are just like very scarcity mindset. Like our jobs are gone. Like, yeah. Um, you know, and I don't feel like that. And last week I I was talking to my husband and I was just like, you know, kind of like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like, you know, maybe I lose my job to AI, like maybe social media managers aren't a thing in 10 years and I don't have it, but like, I'm a very, I feel like I'm very marketable and like, Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be okay, like either way. And I don't feel, I feel like it's very doomsday in these Facebook groups mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we are so much more resourceful and we have so many more skills than we give ourselves credit for. And like, I genuinely think that like if copywriters and social media managers or any other industry like goes down, like we will, we will figure it out. Like it's, it is what it is. And the best yep. thing that you can do, we talked about this again the other day. But um, the best thing that you can do is to lean into the changes and figure out how to keep moving forward with them. Because if you're going to entirely reject it, like if we were just like, copy AI is the worst thing ever. Do not use it. Like I will cancel you if you use it. That's like not effective for anyone. So no. just leaning into those changes and and always pivoting and and figuring out how you're going to make it work, regardless if, if it doesn't, you know, directly impact your business. I think that what that's what makes the best, most resilient entrepreneurs. It's just kind of being willing to keep moving forward and keep pivoting no matter what technology is doing. Right. Right. And like social media is like, how old is this industry? Is it even 20 years old? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's maybe it's 30 years old. Maybe. Yeah. Like we're just at the beginning of this. Yeah. I actually, this is so funny. I actually just deleted my Facebook account the other day and that was, it started in 2009, which is wild. I think I was like 12. Oh, cute. So yeah, I know my space was before that, but I feel like that was like, that was it. So like, yeah, a little bit less than 20 years maybe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can we just like, that just flashed a memory. So (laughs) my Facebook account, I started it in 2008 and it was mm-hmm. a secret because my parents would have <gasps> because our, our church leader, like one day got up and did this big sermon about how like social media is like making people do bad things. And, you know, here I am 15 years later, full career yeah. providing for my family with it. So whoops. <laughs> that is my fate. That is my favorite. I absolutely, I love that. When it I- all started with a secret Facebook yeah. account. <laughs> That would honestly be such a funny post. Like, I would love that. I know that maybe, maybe like, that's not what you want to share, but uh, oh I my feel god, like that is yeah, maybe so I think funny. I will. And I think people can relate to that a lot. Like, I feel like we all like remember our first Facebook account or starting our first Instagram account, and like the rush that you got, and like 
the wanting to like figure everything out and now it's we've evolved so much into like yeah we have content strategies whereas before it was just like posting literally whatever you want (laughs) yes like I remember sometimes I go look at my first um Instagram account that I managed just for like a good reference of like how far but um you know all that to say though too like you're gonna come far whoever's listening Mm -hmm. to this like you have come far Mm-hmm. You're going to continue to come far. I totally agree with Maddie. Like, we have got to lean into the changes. Um, okay, Maddie. So, where do you feel like you can start using AI in your business? Yeah, I always suggest, and this is what I started doing um, when I was first introduced to Copy AI about a year ago. When Jordan mentioned it to me, actually, uh, and my suggestion is, if you're interested in it play around with it and plug in different things and see how it's going to respond to different terms and what it can create. I always suggest it as a starting point. I don't, again, think it's reasonable to say never use AI, like yeah. AI is evil, uh, just hire someone because that doesn't make sense for everyone in every business or every project that you're working on. Um, yeah. I always really just suggest it as like a starting point to get ideas and to try out something new, the only time I use it in my business, which might be shocking for people to hear as a copywriter, um, but I really struggle with coming up with titles for blog posts, um, mm. just because I know they're so important for SEO. And they are. Clients, yeah, my clients all have different keywords. And so when I'm just coming up with them, I find it so hard. So what I do um, is I use it to see suggestions for like similar blog titles. And then Mm. I use a similar format to like the titles that they use, they populate. And then I take that for inspiration and then I input keywords into that and like flip around some of the words because that's what works for me. And then I'm making sure that it works for my clients with their SEO while also not plagiarizing. I like to use it as a starting point for that to like benefit it. Um, But yeah, definitely... Use it if you are looking to get ideas and start up something new. Please, 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 please do not copy and paste exactly what it says. That is literally plagiarism. And yeah. you can get like you can get sued if someone found out that you were like if someone Googled whatever and they found out that like you were using their content, even if you didn't mean to, you yeah. could definitely get sued. Like it's it's such like murky waters. So yeah, um, yeah. Use it to start it on something new. Do not copy and paste exactly what it says. That's like my best advice. Yeah. Um, I I would also love to talk about how I use it too. Um, Yeah. I I love to hear like how a copywriter uses it and like how a social media manager uses it because Mm -hmm. I think that those are skills that, you know, people have to have at least at at the minimum in their, you know, entrepreneurial journey. (laughs) Um. So I use it for blogs. Like I said, I, I've tried using it for captions and kind of like we've discussed earlier, it just does not convey for my clients mm-hmm. and it, it just like does not work. So um, I don't use it for captions. I use it for blogs. I, when I explain it to people, I say it's like the skeleton. It yeah. is the bare bones of my blog. It's like, here is just the jumping off point. It's not the meat and potatoes. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, it's a good jumping off point for me if I, it's like a Friday and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to write a blog today. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. It's just like, here, here we go. Um, I was also thinking, too. Um, so I'm I'm not going to talk about this on my Instagram or anywhere else except for this podcast um, because 
I'm just not going to, but I have actually, um, there is, there is a group of creators who are Mm -hmm. working towards, um, creating a software that will be able to tell if people are copying your content. Yes. I saw that on your story. Yes. Well, that was one of my close friends story. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everyone. I just spoiled it for you. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm I'm like kind of private about it and I'm telling like my podcast because these are my favorite people over here and also my close friends because I have such a copying issue, Maddie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so bad. Like I, I'll like, I'll, I have this kind of same, you know, few people who like to just use exactly my content. So I'm, I'm working with this software to be able to protect my intellectual property because I work hard, I work so hard for it. And, you know, (laughs) that's exactly, yeah, I think that's exactly it. I experienced that a lot in my e-commerce business um and it's really frustrating and I genuinely just think it's an issue of yeah intellectual property and it's really frustrating when you have such good ideas and you work so hard again on the strategy on the implementation and creating things and listening to your audience and being tapped into what they want to read and what they want to learn more about and then someone just rips it just off like that's it. it's so frustrating oh my god it's it's so frustrating especially um I feel like I've I've very consciously over the last few months tried to consume so much less content so yeah. my content is literally like my thoughts yeah and it's but it's also my thoughts that I've like worked a lot to like learn and like develop them and it's taken me hours and years and I'm like you know what bitches you're gonna start you're gonna start getting ceases and desists sorry about it <laughs> like but I also you know I think it's interesting that we're talking about AI and like plagiarism and intellectual mm-hmm. property and yeah I I was thing I see in the next five ten years is like a lot of suing over intellectual property yes Uh, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, especially with the conversation of AI, and I think with more and more things coming online, and the almost like the almost like the boundaries are being blurred between, I feel like we could have a whole other conversation with about this, but it's like, the boundaries are almost like being blurred of like, like, is it okay to use someone's stuff on social media? No, it is not okay. But like, there's no clear like boundaries set like when we were in school and like we learned like oh if you go to someone's website like don't take the information off like that's plagiarism but it's like is going to someone's social media page like I feel like a lot of people have a hard time with like establishing like is that is it morally incorrect to like use someone's page for like direct inspiration yeah I mean I don't know I don't know the answer. I I mean, I feel inspired by, I follow like, you know, as I'm thinking of like my inspiration, I file, I follow so many stylists right now who are so inspiring. Just visually, they are very inspiring to me. And like, I draw inspiration from them, but I also don't feel like it directly correlates with my work at all. (laughs) No, no, that's exactly it. So I don't, I don't know the answer for that. I don't feel like, I don't know. I can't be a moral authority because I'm, I'm imperfect myself. So (laughs) that's, yeah, I love that. But I also, I don't want people to steal my thoughts. And I guess I, I've noticed Maddie, like, and I get, you know, we're probably wrapping up this, this episode right now, but um, I've noticed that I've started to 
literally only create content that is my thoughts so that people cannot mm-hmm. steal. So I know that it is mine. Mm-hmm. That's so, a really, yeah, I really love that. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone listening, copy that. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I do like POV and then I'll do like your POV and just answer mm-hmm. it. But it makes it so, you know, my content isn't confused with others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. We're getting real strategic out there. Maybe, maybe a copy AI can offer that for you guys. Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that's a whole like messaging issue too. And like, obviously we're, we're wrapping up right now. I feel like we could do like five episodes on this, Literally, um, but like mes- <laughs> messaging right now. And I know social media right now is the same too. We're like, everyone's just saying the same thing. And like, it feels like the more people come into like this social space like the more messages are getting repeated over and over until they like evolve and it's like who originated that and we're hearing it over and over and over again it's like we just need to focus on like ourselves and our own thoughts and what we bring to the table because people aren't going to be attracted to what they know other people are doing like if everyone's doing it that makes you less attractive if you're the only one who's doing it people are attracted to you and they're coming to you because they know what you do and they're excited about it yeah I mean to piggyback off of that, just like right now is the time to be yourself on social media more than mm-hmm. ever. You know, if you're a personal brand, personal brand that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, this is the time to stand out, especially like it's so funny because I have this thought of people going to an AI platform to get content and then 50 people are posting that. So no one is actually their own person. And then basically at that point, it's based off of who's the most attractive. And then at that point, we know there's so much like racism and classism and homophobia that probably goes into that. And it's just like bullshit. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That too. That too. Like who's to say that the like AI, like the version that you're getting is like unbiased and is not, you know, could be written could be written by someone who is racist or is homophobic or, you know, has all of these like unchecked privileges. Like there's just, yeah, there's, there's so many things. So yeah. many. Yeah. I mean, I, I get so hot talking. About- <laughs> <laughs> I get so hot talking about that stuff. Cause it just is like, I don't know, Maddie, when I die, I want my life to be, you know, I want to look back and be like, I learned, like I filled mm-hmm. my mind with knowledge and mm-hmm. I was honest with people and mm-hmm. I tried my best. And sometimes when I guess this feels like an easy way out, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a tool, right? Like everything in moderation, it's mm-hmm. an incredible tool, but it's just sometimes frustrating. You know, I want people to experience what I'm experiencing and, you know, maybe they don't want to. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Jordan, when you die, I'm going to use chat GPT to come up with a no. little obituary for you. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be so bad. I would literally fucking haunt every person. <laughs> no, like you have no idea. Like I would literally haunt you all so bad. Like I am such a dick. So I can be. And if you, if like, honestly, that would be like this, this smack it, like such a smack in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's go ahead and wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts you, you know, anything we haven't said about AI that you want to talk about before we finish or just where we can find you to work with you? Yeah, we've touched on so many great things. Like I honestly feel like this episode, obviously whoever's listening to this has already finished listening to this, but this is going to be such a helpful, helpful, helpful episode for 
anyone who owns a business or has a personal brand online. Uh, Yeah, you can connect with me on Instagram. That is where I am most active, like at all times. Uh, My handle is at by Maddie O'Coin. And I'm always doing fun stuff over there and talking about ethical marketing and how you can improve your copywriting. Amazing. And also, you all can follow me at The Space Social. And um, me and Maddie and I might have some fun things coming up. I think that we might have like a fun little strategy call where people join maybe coming up. So I don't know. Be on the lookout for that. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, um, I would love if you rate, review, share this episode. I think this is a really important episode. And also, Maddie, I don't think this is your last time on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have you back to discuss updates with AI, too. So. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your words and time. You're incredible. Thank you for having me. I'm going to come back every single season. You're going to have like 60 seasons and I'm going to be on every single one. I think you should. I love to bring on really smart women. So yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't be you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, awesome. Well, thank you all for being here. I'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.